Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. If you say, well, I'm not interested in God, then realistically, go get the book that I just started with, the little book on life or whatever, and have at it. You'll have some nice things, neat stuff you can tell your kids. You'll end up in hell. You'll end up separated from God. You won't ever find purpose for your life, but you'll have some nice statements. I mean, look before he leaves, a cool statement. But it's not going to get you to heaven, and it certainly isn't going to give you fulfillment in this life. So you can't separate what we're going to study from God. Solomon was endowed with both spiritual and practical wisdom. When we have God's wisdom, we will know what to do and how to do it. This will cause us to not only avoid those things that produce destructive results, but it will also help us to engage in those things that produce life and blessings. Wisdom is linked with instructions, so if we are to be wise, we must follow the instruction of God written in the Bible. If we ask God to give us wisdom, we will receive not only His wisdom, but the ability to understand it. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 25, verse 16, with our continuing study entitled, It's Time to Wise Up. Turn to chapter 25, verse 16. Simple word, but it makes much sense. Someone has said Proverbs, as described Proverbs, as the Ten Commandments in shoe leather. In other words, as we go through these, you won't have to go, what should I do? It's going to be right there in front of you. Well, if you don't think Proverbs 25, 16 is practical, try it. Here's what it says. I like it. It's pretty plain in the NIV. If you find honey, eat just enough. Too much of it, and you will vomit. (laughs) Now, let me tell you the Greek and Hebrew of this word, vomit. Do I need to? Pretty practical, isn't it? So it just says, if you're going to be a glutton, guess what? You're going to have trouble. Now, as we go through it, As you look at it, we will cover almost every kind of question that you could have as we go through. We will talk about relationships, money, career, ambition, pride, idleness, love, pleasure, success, drugs, drinking, sexuality, raising children, marriage, anger, guidance, laziness, the tongue. We'll cover it. It will be here. Speaking about raising children and the wisdom that our world has, I don't know how many you saw it, but I thought this is exactly why we need God. This last week, if any of you noticed, 
There was a school in New York, very, very influential school. They were celebrating Mother's Day during the week. Kids were making their cards for mom and whatever. And they got a call from a parent. And the parent was a male who had a homosexual male partner and had adopted a young boy. And they said, how dare you settle my kid aside? He doesn't have a mother. And I want you to cancel Mother's Day for the whole school because you're singling my child out. The school canceled Mother's Day. Now, I want to ask you, if a Christian would have done that at Halloween or whatever, you think that would have happened? Not a chance. So here we are in a society where 99.9% of the kids had a mom and wanted to write a little card. They can't because of one aberrant lifestyle that is now setting the stage for our world. That's why we need Proverbs. That is man's foolishness, not wisdom. And we need God's wisdom. Now, we're not talking about hate. They just need God. They just need God. So this book is going to give us those kind of things. Some of you say, I can't believe that's happening in our world. Get ready. It's going to get worse. And that's why we need God's wisdom. Proverbs is an instructional book on how to do life right. In other words, it's God's view of life. Somewhere in your book of Proverbs, just write that. God's view of life. What I just told you is not God's view of life. It's Satan's view of life. So as we go through, you'll see how much God cares for every aspect of our life. Next, turn to Proverbs 10.9. Proverbs is current. It isn't time-dated. It's for all times. The things that we study are not going to be out of date. Before we read Proverbs 10.9, I want you to think of an influential person in the last number of years that if the person would have followed this, they would have not been in trouble. The man of integrity walks securely, but he who takes a crooked path, who takes crooked paths, will be found out. Anybody come to mind? Certainly in Washington, but how about in our own street? You see, it is incredibly current. And it speaks to every age and every person. Turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Reading and obeying Proverbs pays great dividends. You will be incredibly blessed as we go through this book. Proverbs 3 verse 13. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding. Here we go again. The women are here. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold, and might I say, the stock market. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Those who lay hold of her will be blessed. Those who lay hold of her. Those who grasp the kernels of truth, put them into your life, you'll be blessed. Reminds you of the book of Revelation. If you read the book of Revelation, guaranteed a blessing. 
So as you go through this, not only are you going to get wisdom, but we're going to be blessed together. Someone has said that experience is the best teacher. A child who touches a hot stove, cries out with sudden insight, decides he or she won't do that again. I can remember that happening to myself. It's good to have those kind of experiences. It's actually better to watch other people blow it than ourselves. One day as a young boy, in those days, my, as you know, my dad was a pastor, and so in those days, my mom had this pressing kind of deal. And she would take dad's pants and put a nice crease in them or whatever. And I, I, was, I was always short. So I walked by it one day, and she was just pressing that pants, and my ear got in it. Man, I had a red biggie. Had a nice crease, but... Now, my brother observed that. He learned, don't get near when mom is pressing those pants. Now, it was better for him than it was for me. And now, what God is trying to say is here. Don't make all the mistakes yourself. We'll make plenty. We've already made plenty. But the purpose for this book is to go, time out. Let's not make this one. So don't be proud as you go through it. Let's learn. It's a great way to learn, a better way to learn. Now, a couple more things quickly. Proverbs is a book of godly wisdom. The wisdom in this book goes far beyond man's wisdom. I just have a few worldly proverbs from different countries. I just have three of them tonight. I could have a ton of them, but I don't have time for them. In England, they have a proverb. This is where it came from. Look before you leap. Wise statement. In Zulu, they have a proverb that says this. He who walks in a thunderstorm must put up with hailstones. Makes sense. In Crete, it says this. When you want to drink milk, you don't buy the whole cow. So in other words, neat proverbs from men. But the proverbs that we're going to study far outweigh man's. They're God's. Listen to this. At first glance, the book of Proverbs may seem more business than Bible. Over and over it emphasizes the daily practical issues of honest business practices, hard work, the advantages and hazards of wealth, that a seductive nature of a bribe, the dangers of flattery and greed and uncontrolled anger, and even alcoholism. A closer look, however, will show that it is not business-oriented, but it will show how prominent God is in the book of Proverbs. In fact, the name Yahweh, God, is used over 89 times. Behind every proverb is the personal God of Israel, the self-existent God of all creation who loves us, and longs for us to know Him, and to live in such a way as to bring honor to Him and to ourselves. Now, you need to understand this, and these are some really important principles. You cannot separate these Proverbs from God and His character. You can't take these Proverbs, take it out of the book, and go with it with there without God attached to it. it those do not work. So, as we go through, you'll see that God is entwined with these Proverbs. If you say, well, I'm not interested in God, then realistically, 
go get the book that I just started with, the little book on life or whatever, and have at it. You'll have some nice things, neat stuff you can tell your kids. You'll end up in hell. You'll end up separated from God. You won't ever find purpose for your life, but you'll have some nice statements. I mean, look before he leaves, a cool statement. But it's not going to get you to heaven, and it certainly isn't going to give you fulfillment in this life. So you can't separate what we're going to study from God. Absolutely goes together. Isaiah 43.10 says this, and I have it for you on the overhead. God is eternal, perfect, and personal. He's the only God. Let me read to you in Isaiah 43.10. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. How many gods do we have tonight? Really? If we go over to Thailand, how many gods would we have tonight? If we go to India, how many gods would we have tonight? Millions and millions and millions. Do you know when we're not following God, how many gods do we have in here tonight? Let's say none of us tomorrow follow God at all. How many gods do we have in here? We have about mm, 750 or 800 gods. You see, when I don't follow God, I become God. And you know who I'm following? Satan. So God says, before me, there was no God. And just in case you wonder, and he says, and by the way, after me, there is no other gods. There's how many gods tonight? One. There's only one. And that's the one who is going to give us the wisdom of the world. So it's not like, do we have the right God? There's only one. He is the God. The only one. I have for you on overhead Psalm 147.5. God is all-knowing. Psalm 147.5 says this, Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. You ever hear anybody say to you, He or she's, eh, they're a know-it-all. Anybody ever say that? They're a know-it-all. That's God. Did you hear what I said? That's God. He's a, say it with me, he's a, he's a nodal. Well, you say, what does that mean to you? Well, stop for a moment. Think of any problem you have. Think of any question you have. Think of any situation, private, public, work, home, marriage, relationship, finances. Think of anything you have. God's a, a nodal. Isn't that incredible? That means there isn't anything ever in my life that stumps God. He has all the answers to everything in my life. Turn to your neighbor and say, God has all the answers. Now, I want you to say it with a little excitement. That was pretty boring. <laughs> hey, did, you know, did you know tonight, Junior, God has all the answers? Put a little emphasis on the word all. Let's go. Come on. Yes. Now we're going to increase that. Here we go. God has all the answers for me. Now put the emphasis on the me. Here we go. Go ahead. Me. Yeah. Do you believe it? That's what we're going to discover. That's incredible. I, I mean, that means. That means 
There's no problems for God. And yet I look, and man, I can't figure things out. We've had just some things in our own family in the last few weeks that I cannot figure out. We're going through a time of spiritual warfare. And there's just some things that have come into our lives, Linda and myself, there's nothing wrong and all those kind of things. It's just things that we just can't make heads or tails of. But God knows. And we're going right on. Because God knows. Now you'll find those times in your life just as much. Because we're all the same. Some things just don't seem to make sense. But God is there. And he's going to give us the things we need to make life work right. God loves us. And he has a plan for me. He has a plan for you. You see it on Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God loves us as his children. He absolutely wants his children to know how to live. Turn with me to the book of James, chapter 1. Almost to the book of Revelation, Old Testament. To look up three or four things in the New Testament, then we're going to go to one story in the Old Testament. Not only does God have all wisdom, but God wants me to have that wisdom. It's not like he sits up there tonight and says, <laughs> I got it, but I'm not telling you. He, he wants us to know. So the book of James, chapter 1, we're just going to read one verse. God wants to give us wisdom to do life right. Look at verse 5. If any of you, what? Lacks wisdom. He should ask, Dear Abby, Miss Oprah, don't go to Oprah. She's nothing but total new age today. Ungodly from the core up. Wonderful woman. Ungodly stuff on her show. Didn't start that way. That's the way it is today. You say, well, Pastor Mark, why are you slamming all these things? Because you'll be deceived if you start down those paths. The things she has on there are new age. They are not godly. Not only her, there's many others. We have to be very careful. doesn't mean you find, not find some wise things in her show, for sure. But the core of it is not God. The core of it is humanism. Man is God. That's wrong. That ends in death. So it says here, you can't ask really ungodly people. You have to ask God, the one who has all wisdom. Who may or may not give to you, who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to him. What does will be given to him mean? It means if you ask in faith, God's going to give it. That's a promise from God. Now, when he gives the wisdom, you may still not understand it. But he's going to give it. And eventually, looking back, many things begin to make sense. Sometimes you have to wait to look back. Often that happens in our lives. And sometimes God gives us wisdom and he says, no. <laughs> I don't like that. But I look back in my life, and I'm glad God said no many times. At the moment, I didn't like it. But he said, no, it's not for you. Later, it proved true. Now, not only does God want to give us his wisdom, but he's given us his word, and then he's given us someone. Turn to John chapter 16. He's given us someone to illuminate the word of God. God has given us his word and the Holy Spirit to provide us wisdom. The whole Bible is God's mind to us. 
It's a roadmap of life. It's a concentrated Proverbs is simply a concentrated, practical book of wisdom. It's very practical, like the book you were just in, the book of James. In the Old Testament, the practical book is Proverbs. In the New Testament, the practical book is James. It's very similar. Now, John 16, 13. This is speaking about the Holy Spirit, if you need to write it outside the verse there. But when he, the Spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit... When he comes, and the Holy Spirit came after Jesus went back to heaven, then the Holy Spirit came down. When you became a Christian, the Holy Spirit moved inside of you. If you're a Christian tonight, you have God living in you in the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is God. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit living in them. So he says the Holy Spirit comes. When he comes to live inside of you, you read the rest of that verse, just the, just the first few words there. What does he say he's going to do when he comes inside you? He's going to guide me into what? Is it important that he guides me into truth? You mean there's untruth? All over. So, what that means is that when we've come to this book of Proverbs, some things are very important. Let's review them. Get them in your mind. Don't allow Satan to say that's not true. Number one, God is all wisdom. There isn't anything he doesn't know. Number two, he loves us, his children. He wants to give us wisdom. He doesn't want us to run through life blind. He wants us to know how to do life. He tells us to ask of him. If you read on in James, it says, ask and don't doubt. Believe he's going to give it to you. And then you say, well, Pastor Mark, how am I going to get that wisdom? Well, first of all, he's given us his mind. This is the God. This is the word of God. And then he's put God himself through the person of the Holy Spirit in us who authored the book. So as we go through this, here's what happens. The Holy Spirit illuminates. It's like whew, the verse comes alive to you. It, it just... It's what hits your heart. And many of you talked to me after a service. And recently there was someone here and he just got administered to him during the service and he left. He says, I never come here before, but it was like he was speaking right to me. Well, God is speaking right to you. I'm not speaking. I don't even know some of you. But God's speaking right to you through the person of the Holy Spirit. And what he's trying, you say, that verse... As we go through, that verse will just jump out at us. Well, you know, we don't jump up and go, I got it, I got it, I got it. We'd be junking jacks the whole crazy service. So we don't do that. But it, it's just as if that happened to you. It, it just comes alive to you. Well, who illuminated that for you? The Holy Spirit. Pastor Mark reminded us of many of the characteristics of God. It's always good to remember that God is eternal, perfect, and personal. He's the only God. God knows everything, our beginning and our end and everything in between. God has a plan for us and loves us. God wants to give us wisdom to do life right. God has given us His Word and the Holy Spirit to provide wisdom. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed. Or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira Campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time on Lessons for Living, we ponder the question, Can an unbeliever do life right? Is this even possible without the wisdom that comes from God's Word? How can someone live right without God's little instruction book? Pastor Mark will show us that without the Holy Spirit in a person's life, they can't understand the things written in the Bible. Real wisdom always begins with a right relationship with God. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Proverbs. That's next time on Lessons for Living. seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your lessons for living